Hello and welcome to episode number six of the Inside Strength podcast with today's very special guest, Phil Graham. Phil Graham's a guy that I've known for around five years now and I've worked with closely as a business mentor for the last year. Phil has helped me immensely grow my own business and basically specialize on marketing and sales when it comes to social media and helping my clients thrive better. Now this podcast centers around just that. If somebody's thinking about starting their own business, this is a podcast that you really want to listen to. I'm taking on board Phil's expertise when it comes to his own experiences, how he deals with the amount of pressure that he has by running his own business. So again, if you're into personal development from a business standpoint and you really want to start your own business or you're in the process of doing so, this is a podcast for you. So really excited to sort of release this. Let's get stuck in. Let me know any feedback that you may have and let's get going. So there we go, Phil. So that is us rolling, mate. So first and foremost, again, man, I want to thank you for coming on the Inside Strength Podcast. You are basically my business mentor and just overall, like I've learned so much from working with you. And even before, Phil, I worked with you, man, I've learned so much from your social media over the years. So before we get into anything else, man, I want to hear very quickly your backstory and how you got to where you are today to be the big business boss, man. No problem, Matthew. Thank you, first of all, for having me on. I know how much work these podcasts are to put together. So big, big kudos to you for putting this together for the men and women of Northern Ireland and the UK to learn off you and great people that you have on. So a little bit of background about me in a really tight nutshell, just to give you some context. Uh, Rollback when I was 16 years of age, was out of shape, inactive, got diagnosed with diabetes almost automatically overnight. Uh, I changed my values on how I was living my life and fell into diet, fell into nutrition, fell into all the principles that came with healthy living. Long story short, I was told that if I didn't look after this stuff, that I was going to die sooner. So it was quite uh, a big motivational factor to get me started. So long story short, I got stuck into lifting weights, training and exercising, fell in love with it. It was a win-win because it was one, perfect for managing my diabetes and helping me uh, protect my health. Two, it also made me look better. Three, it also connected me with a lot of friends and a lot of people around the world. And long story short, I was very good at it. I was a very good junior bodybuilder. Um, I went and competed all over the world and won shows in Britain, in the UK, across the world at a very young age. On top of that, I built my own coaching business, my own personal training business back then when personal training was sort of quite rare and not many people were doing it. And I used the education that I'd acquired to uh, build my physique to help others. And long story short, that grew and grew and grew and grew over the years. And uh, I built a name for myself. And then I had throughout the whole course of the, the time I was doing this because of the education that I'd acquired from the diabetes side and plugging it into uh, competing. I had a lot of trainers that approached me and always over the years I was doing education and coaching the trainers. So a lot of my clients ended up being personal trainers and coaches. Uh, throughout that time period, I took all my knowledge from diabetes and, and wrote the world's first encyclopedia on diabetic muscle building, uh, which turned out to be a best-selling book and went on to build a community of thousands of people with diabetes all around the world that wanted to build muscle and lose fat. And then uh, my career grew and grew as an educator and leader in the, in the fitness industry. And I, I write for the fitness industry, speak for the fitness industry, uh, consult with companies. I've done a lot of work in supplement formulations, 
Uh, and I now specialize in helping uh, fitness business owners all across the world grow their brands. And uh, I've, I've lost count of the amount of people that I work, but it's, it's in the thousands. Um, I regularly run events all around the world. Uh, speak around the world on business marketing and sales and, and mindset with that specific niche. And um, yeah, I've, I've been a, a busy boy since uh, yeah. 16. So just, yeah. just, just a follow-up question, Arfil. Like, when do you sleep? Uh, I, sleep, <laughs> I sleep six hours, six to six and a half hours every single night. Um, you know, I, I love what I do. I don't consider yeah. it work. I have a lot of freedom in my life, so I can stop and start whenever I want. Um, but when you're building things and you're inspired by what you do, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel like work. And, you know, that's, that, that was always my goal. Yeah, man, because look, you're probably the busiest guy that I know. And, you know, it's, it's a pleasure learning off you, man, because I think I'm busy. And then I look at your schedule and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not busy at all. <laughs> so that's why I asked you basically, what, like, do you sleep? Like, do you just hit fast forward on the sleep button and then just get it through? But well, you know, for I, me, I think it's, you know, one of those things that, you know, a lot of people look at what I do. Go, How does that guy manage to fit in so much within a period of a day? Uh, how does he manage to get that much output done? And, you know, if you know me, um, I'm an absolute operator and machine when it comes to output. And I think that that boils back down to a couple of things which are important for the listener is one, I'm very clear on what I want to do with my life. Two, I'm very clear on who I want to surround myself with. Three, I've got processes and plans which gives me calm and reduces anxiety and avoids me getting trapped in the day-to-day, you know, mushings of life or getting caught up in stuff. So I've, one, protected my environment, two, you know, I've got a vision, and three, I've got processes that allow me to achieve those things. So, you know, if you want to ramp up your productivity, you've got to have a vision, you've got to have the right people around you, and three, you've got to have optics, you've got to have things to look at to watch. Yeah, everything that you're saying that I can 100% relate to because when I came on board, it was surrounding myself with the right people and especially during the whole COVID situation, like guarding your, your inputs and everything else because what goes on between your head, obviously, is what influences your output long-term, man. So I absolutely love that, Phil. So, I mean, I would love to touch on, man, because you are so productive in what you do and the amount of things that you've did, man. I could, like, rhyme off a list of your achievements, but I'll be here probably for the rest of the podcast, man. But I wanted to sort of ask you, Phil, how do you charge your mindset every day? And I know we've touched on this with some of the business stuff, but I would love to know how you get into like the PG state to set yourself up for the day. If you've got a, a massive day and you have to serve hundreds and thousands of people, what gets you into that state? Well, it, it doesn't really, let me get something really, really straight here. It doesn't really boil down to the tactics that automatically charge me up. That's icing on the cake. The big thing that you've got to understand is that I've been through a lot in my life for a very young age because I've experimented and I've failed a lot. And I'm not afraid to fail. And that gives me the feedback to know what I want to do and what I don't want to do. So I've lived my life to its fullest throughout the course of my journey. There's things that I've done that have been very rewarding. There's things that I've done that haven't been rewarding. Um, There's things that I've done that I shouldn't have done. There's things that I've done that I'm glad I did. And those are collective they're a collective experience that ultimately tunes me in as to what I want, what I don't want. So you have to bear in mind that this productivity and everything else all comes from within first. It's the quiet work that I've been doing on myself over the years when I've failed, when I've done something that I haven't want to do and I've reflected upon it and I've just realized what standards I want to live with, uh, what I want to have in my life, what I want to do with my spare time. 
So everything's reversed engineered from the concept of, hey, this is how I want to live. This is, where I, this is what I want to do with my time. This is the money that I want to make. This is the amount of people that I want to be working with. Um, th these are the kind of standards that I have. Here's where I'll go. Here's where I'll not go. Here's where I'll associate with. Here's where I'll not associate with. So I've got that geared in. Right, and that is that has come from life experience. It's very easy to look at somebody that's really high performance and high output, and go, "Oh, I want to perform like that because I associate productivity with wealth, with status, with power." But the reality is that's from my own circumstances and life experience. So the the biggest thing that I would give people first of all is get really clear on what you want to do with your life. Get really really clear, you know, if you are um, a business owner. Uh, whatever market that you work in. Do you want to be a lifestyle entrepreneur or do you want to be an empire entrepreneur? A lifestyle entrepreneur is somebody who builds a business that just simply supports their life. It gives them the money, <clears throat> it gives them the freedom, and it gives them the opportunity to do what they want, right? An empire entrepreneur, whilst it may sound more appealing and bigger and grander, doesn't necessarily mean that it's better. It's down to personally what you want. Success is defined in your terms and you need to get very, very clear as to what it means for you. But the empire entrepreneur is somebody who's got a vision that's bigger than themselves and is willing to focus on the vision and the mission more so than the lifestyle. So there's trade-offs with both. If you're going to be a lifestyle entrepreneur and you're just going to build the business around your lifestyle, then you're not going to have a colossal, huge, huge, huge legacy, right? The reality is you simply just don't have the firepower for it. Nothing wrong with that because, again, you decide what you want to do. The empire one is going to have a big legacy, a big impact, provided they keep growing. But there is going to be problems and implications with that. More people, more tax, more, like there's a lot of challenges with that. So, you know, sometimes I see a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they, they want to do the empire thing because it sounds good, right? But the reality is they really want the lifestyle. So you've got, you know, two different mindsets there. If you're in a career that you don't want to do, you've got removing the rug, the safety of leaving that nine to five and going and doing something. And the reality is this, you know, I think there's nothing more risky than spending 30, 40 years doing something that you don't want to do. You get clear on what you want to do, find somebody that's doing it, model them, surround yourself with them, pay and learn off them, experiment with it and put yourself out there. The reality is you know what to do skill-wise, you just are afraid on what to do from a self-belief and, 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 and mindset perspective. And that, can be improved with getting clear on the vision to surrounding yourself with right people and investing in yourself. When you invest in yourself and people think it's an expense, you're adding value to your life in order to give value back that you can charge for and create an exchange. And you've experienced that yourself. When you add value into yourself, you're able to then communicate and articulate about that value to the world. And you've risen up in your self-belief and your value so that you can then take it from other people. Does that make yeah. sense? Give them back yeah. an exchange. Yeah, man, 100%. Literally everything you're saying, man, just sort of hits home to me because, you know, but above all, no matter what success you'll achieve in business or life, it all has to start with what goes on in your head and your mindset and how you see yourself and everything else. And I think that's a massive thing. That when I joined your group and worked with you one-on-one, -on -one, what I just didn't improve was my business skills, but also my, my mindset skills towards things. And if I didn't have that foundation... The word you're looking for is identity. Yeah, the identity of things, man. If I didn't have that to begin with, the top tiers and everything else would just fall down, man. So I think that anybody listening to this, that's the first thing that they need to sort of get clarity on, first of all, because that's what will hold them long-term with things, man. And that's one thing I've really, really like, realized off you is know your, 
know your why and your life mission and keep that in your head when shit gets tough when shit goes well don't get too high don't get too low keep that in your focus all throughout your life man i love that phil so mate i would love to touch on the fact that we're both from northern ireland very quickly and like in general man in ireland like we're so far behind america when it comes to things in regards to mindset and everything else like how did you start phil with the whole approach mate when you were going against the green right Northern Ireland, not many people was getting on video, not many people was putting themselves out there. And how did you overcome that adversity of, you know, the constant trolling or people going, ah, oh, who does he think he is and all that stuff? How did you deal with that? And well, how do you do it, that it, today? You know, uh, I'm from the same country as you. And, you know, there's a very cultural uh, belief around money and around success. And that comes from individuals with a scarcity mindset that feel that when somebody else has success or something more materialistic than me, that, oh, I'm losing out, I'm weak, and I'm not powerful. And then they go and look for reasons to justify why they don't have it to make themselves feel better. You, when you understand human nature, it's very easy to understand why people do that. Um, the big thing you've got to realize is this. Uh, you don't take advice from people that aren't in a position to give it. So... When you're growing, making an impact, getting paid for it, growing your life, and somebody trolls you, the first thing that you need to do is automatically look at their life, look at what they're doing, and just cross-reference. Are they in a position to give me advice on business money? No, they're fucking not. So the reality is I grew up my whole entire life as a bodybuilder. Um, absolute meathead, uh, love nutrition, love the science of it. Was brought up in a real working class um, bodybuilding gym. Uh, was a really busy personal trainer. I did exceptionally well as a trainer. It was probably one of, uh, if not Ireland's uh, busiest and most expensive PTs to work with back in the day. You're talking maybe six, seven, eight years ago. Um, long story short, I got a lot of jealousy. Social media had only started up. I started doing videos. Why is he talking like that? Who's he? None of them were in a position to give me advice. And do you know what the best thing? they're all still skint. They're all not having an impact. They're all still complaining about what I'm doing. Whereas, you know, uh, there's last week, I did a conference with close to 700 uh, fitness professionals from all around the world, right? You know, I'm, I'm able to influence 700 people that have booked a full day across their weeks to come and speak to me and listen to me and learn from me. And the reality is that's impactful. The people that are, that are creating noise and stuff like that will never ever ever have that opportunity so my identity is so ingrained in who i am and how i serve that those opinions are i'm desensitized to them right yeah. and i've had this on extreme levels right from in the gym level the whole way up to uh television level right uh where i've been framed and honey trapped and put into things and again it's vision and identity that has kept me focused and moving forward right um, so the reality is this, when you become more successful, especially in a culture or in a country whereby there's not a lot of successful people, they tend to look at you and think that, oh, there's a shortage of materialistic stuff. There's a shortage of power out there. I can't get my piece. Why have they got it? So when you begin to understand that people um, get jealous of things like that, and aren't happy for you, you can see where they're at. And when you know where they're at, and you know where you're at, and you're around the right people, and you've got vision, and you've got momentum, it's very hard to stop going, right? <laughs> so the reality is, you know, those little comments can trigger or annoy, especially if we catch ourselves off in the right mood, or a couple of people say certain things, or 
you know, people send you messages, oh, such and such is saying this about you, or you catch something. Well, the reality is this. If you don't know your identity and you're doubting yourself, you'll go looking for a problem. When you go looking for a problem, that's whenever you begin to believe that stuff. So that's why it's so important to guard what goes in here, guard your inputs. As I say, it's so important to reinvent the vision, look at it regularly, run towards it, hit your targets. When you hit your targets, you build trust in yourself, right? You know, it's, it's one of those things that I probably still have people, you know, from my old gym that are looking at me going, how does he do this? How, who does he think he is? Do you know he did this? You know, I don't give a fuck, right? <laughs> the reality is I'm changing a lot of lives, right? Mm -hmm. I've got evidence of that. And, you know, I'm speaking to you now, you're in one of my communities and speak the facts. Yeah, man, 100%. That's what it is. You've changed my life 100%. I would not be where I'm at with my business and lifestyle and just what I am able to do in my life if it was not for you setting up your entire business, man. So, you know, even regardless of coming on the, the, the podcast, the way, bro, you know. Yeah, the way, the way I've always approached it is those people always come around asking for help at some point because they, they burn themselves out because what they're doing is not yielding any value. It's, mm -hmm. it's destroying their own value. And what yeah. they don't realize is every single time that they criticize someone, they get weaker. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. And I absolutely love that because there's probably people listening to this who, you know, may want to try something different from their norm or their peer group. And it just goes against what everybody else is doing. And it's just a case of, like you said, having the identity to begin with, to be completely certain of exactly who you are and where you want to go. And that stuff will not affect you as much because you won't get triggered half as much from that, man. So, Phil, what I would love to sort of finish off on, man, because, you know, you're. You're super busy at the moment with everything, right? You've built it off of your own back throughout the years of what you did and persevered through everything. What advice, mate, right? If you're 16 years old and you're starting off, right? And what advice would you give your younger self to be like, you know, Phil, here's what I would give you. Not necessarily to overcome the setbacks because we're going to experience them and that sort of molds us into the people we are today. But what sort of advice would you give yourself to just sort of, you know, let yourself know that it's going to be okay and everything else going forward and just to pave the path for your own success. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is to find something that truly inspires you. The second thing is to be really careful of your environment. When I talk about environment, I'm talking about parents. I'm talking about uh, brothers and sisters. I'm talking about old best friends. Because we grew up with those people and they're the only people that we know, we can tend to believe everything that they believe. So I've always said, you know, if you're hanging around five people, five losers that don't make a lot of money and that don't value growing themselves, putting themselves out there, changing the world, you're likely going to become the sixth. So the reality is you need to get clear on what inspires you. What inspires you is something that you love doing that doesn't have ch that has challenge in it, that has wins in it, but you still go through it, right? Two, you need to be around people that are doing that well. So communities, courses, programs, YouTubes, all of this kind of stuff. You need to learn a little bit. You need to acquire a bit of skill. And within that, once you acquire a bit of skill and you build confidence, then you can build targets for your mission and what you want to do with it. But there is going to be periods where people will say, no, that's never going to work. It's not going to work. Don't do it. This and that. The reality is you can listen to that and you'll get what you choose. You get what you choose in life. So if you're thinking that I'm a failure, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lose. I'm not going to win. The world's going to be against me. Well, then you know what's going to happen? Everything that you put out there is going to bring that back. Whereas you could think, well, 
if all these people that you know went from rags to riches and did this and that were able to do it, then I can do it too. I've got all the education. I've got people around me. I've got free time. I can do it. Even if I'm working in a job that I don't like right now, I can use the spare time to think. I can use the spare time to, to brainstorm, to think up things. And I can think of questions. And I can look at people that are doing it well. And I can model it off them. Right? So, you know, the reality is when you go to do something big, that's bigger than outside the norm, you will have parents that will criticize you and say it won't work. You have to understand where people like that are coming from. That's all they know. And they, they love and appreciate you. And the best piece of advice they can give you is to stay safe. But you will know if you've been working with me that there's more safety in growing than there is in trying to just stay safe and stick your head in the sand. You know, the reality is you've got to really sit and ask yourself right now, what do you want out of your life? And money is not the answer, right? You know, the biggest thing that you will want to aim for is control of your time, is freedom. And that comes with money. That comes with having a business that pays you well, having a business that you get to choose the clients, running a business, serving people, doing something that you love talking about day and night, right? Think about when you go to a party. Think about when you, you know, are, are browsing. What, what is the stuff that automatically stops you and resonates with you, the stuff that you love learning about? That is the very thing that you want to center around your life and your service and your business. And when you're serving people, with great ideas and things that you love doing and you get paid for it and you understand your value and your worth and the value that that brings to other people. It's a matter of just starting small and scaling it bit by bit. Remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. There's a very high possibility that if you're young, you're going to be comparing yourself to other people that are super successful and 10 and 15 years ahead, right? The reality is, every, like as, as one of my friends, Rob Moore says, every master was once a disaster, right? So you've got to build it up and that's where consistency, um, just, you know, pure work ethic comes in and you have to work hard. You know, I'm still very much in the infancy of my career, but I'm working hard and consistent. I've got my identity locked in and, you know, you're now in a time and place where resources and technology and free information is so much more readily, readily available. I'm 32 now. Well, you know, whenever I was your age, it was not nor near as advanced, you know, or, 10 years ago so you know I, I would definitely want get clear on something that inspires you Two, get be around people that are going to inspire you and motivate you that are doing things bigger than you and you're the you're the the smallest the smallest fish in the pond or the river whatever the saying is number three build skills in respect to the area that you want to do number four is set yourself some targets or goals or projects within that and number five is look at how to monetize it and sell it okay mm -hmm. And when you monetize and sell it, it's like, what problem are you solving for what target market? What is the price point? What are you going to start? And when will you raise it? Get your first handful of clients under the belt and start working there. I've been an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember. When I, even when I was, you know, 12, 13, 14, I was selling sweets at the front of the house, right? So, you know, um, I, I've had entrepreneur, entrepreneurship in my, in my blood for a long time. I, um, I've worked for people in the past. I did the whole university thing and all that. Fell asleep on the roll. Didn't like it. Just, I didn't like the fact that somebody else controlled my time. Yeah. yeah. I, wasn't same doing, and I wasn't doing something that I was inspired. Don't get me wrong. There's things that I've done for people that I've loved doing, but that's hugely different to working in a, you know, 
in a career that's sort of just being like sort of, hey, you have to do this to be safe and you have to pay the bills and you have to do that. And you know what? When you live a life like that, there's nothing wrong with that if that suits you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with working a nine to five at all. What there is a problem with is working a nine to five, not liking it, not enjoying it, and complaining about why everyone else is more successful. Yep. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm sure there's a lot of people maybe listening to this who are in that sort of system who they want to get away from it. It just starts with the self-belief they can and then the work ethic and everything you said, those five points are, it's literally if you take that on board and you apply it, you do it consistently, the boring basics over and over and over, it will eventually happen, Phil. So look, mate, I just want to say a massive thank you, man, for taking the time out of your busy, busy day to come on. Um, you're an absolute legend, man. And again, like I said, I've learned so much off you. So for people, man, who want to get in contact with you, because I'm sure there's some guys and girls who are in the fitness industry who may be listening to this, where can they find you, Phil? And if you just find me a DM on, on Instagram or go to phil-grim.com, um, you, you, you can get me or you can connect with one of the team. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, thanks so much for having me on. I mean, the reality is this. Uh, whoever is listening to this right now, you know, ask yourself one real question. You know, are you living life to your fullest? Two, if you are, great, keep going. If you're not, what needs to change in the next 90 days for that to have a radical turnaround? Well, who do you need to contact? Who do you need to speak to? What do you really want to get clear on? I think probably one of the biggest things that you need to do is go, what do I really want from my life? So, like, you know, Matthew, every single week, every single day I do this, I go, what do I want to get out of today, right? So, you know, today uh, I want to be able to um, go and train BJJ. I want to be able to go and eat in a restaurant tonight. I want to connect with my team. I want to share some value with the world, podcast, other meetings. I want to build some stuff in the back end to help me serve more people. Um, those are like daily things that are then matched to the year. So in the year, it's sort of like, right, I want to be able to go and do this this year. I want to travel here. I want to be able to buy this. I want to be able to do that. I want to impact this number of people, et cetera, et cetera. And that is important. While those figures and those numbers may scare you, you have to realize that you need them to have clarity. They should scare you because they're challenging your whole belief system. And you know when you challenge something, it's because you don't have the skills or the experience or the wisdom to do it. And that's the reason why you have to go towards it. It's simply your intuition just guarding you and going, hey, play it safe because there's challenges ahead here. And it's up. The master's the person that leans in and goes after it. Mm -hmm. All right. Love, love it. Don't, love it don't, be afraid to, don't be afraid to make mistakes along the way because you will. You'll make plenty of them. I said last night, you know, don't be afraid to crack a few eggs to bake a cake, right? Yeah, that's it, man. That is it. And with my cooking, I'll probably crack a few more. Um, but yeah, man, look, last little one. Charcoal barbecue or gas barbecue, bro? Mate, if I turn up to your house, and there's barbecue, we have got issues. Right? Oh, man. There's nothing more abuse, awkward, Like, how do you say to the host, the dinner's ruined without anything, but, you know, uh, charcoal yeah. all the way, the flavors. Uh, barbecue's a big, big hobby of mine. Uh, it's something that I relax and, and enjoy in my spare time. And, uh, yeah, I think we all need those outlets as well on top of Big the time. business stuff. So Big time, boy. But Phil, mate, look, thank you so much, man, for coming on. You absolute lads, boy. Um, just keep doing what you're doing, mate, and I'm sure I'll check in with you tomorrow anyway. But thank you again, brother. Awesome stuff. And guys, thank you so much. And Matthew, thank you for putting the, the time and effort into this. And guys, make sure you give them a little review because it does take time to cut these things up and put them together. And you're, you're serving people doing this out of your own free will. So my thank man... I will see you soon. All right, brother? Yeah.
Thank you, brother. Thank you, mate. Same in a minute, see, I done lost my ways and my dad is always prolific It puts me right to my limits, my body, mind and my spirit Put up a heartbeat in my chest, I ain't never gonna be bitter So I pulled up every doubt I had, passed that shit and drowned in gas Set that shit on fire so that wraps up episode number six of the Inside Strength podcast with today's guest, Phil Graham. His expertise, experience and knowledge is literally first class and Phil is leading from the front within the fitness industry. So it was pretty cool for him to take the time out of his busy schedule to come on today. Hopefully you got a good bit of value out of that. And any feedback, please let me know. Tag me in stories on Instagram, the Inside Strength Coach or even Phil Graham 01 on Instagram for him as well. And yeah, with that being said, our next guest on the Inside Strength podcast is going to be the famous strength coach from America, Dan John. So I'm really excited to get him on because he's a guy that I've actually looked up to within the industry since I started. So it's pretty cool that he said yes and came on the Inside Strength podcast. So keep your ears open for that one. As far as this episode, thank you for listening. Cannot wait for the next one and I will speak to you all very soon. Grenades and my knees give in and my insides ache I got nothing but adrenaline rushing out the